0: Hello, and welcome back to Sinister Sisters. I am Shrimp, and this is your True Crime Tuesday episode this week. Introduce yourself. Hello, I'm
1: Kat. I am the Sinister Sister, (laughs) one of two.
0: (laughs) 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 And you present. Oh,
1: I do the Soapbox Sunday episodes. And this week on Soapach Sunday, we are talking about the British royal family. And gonna give you some sick deets about
0: the history. Ooh. Ooh. Got some skeletons in their closet, aren't they? Skeletons wearing jewels. Indeed. Spooky, scary, and classy. Actually, this
1: is a fun fact. Okay. Did you know that um the coffins of monarchs are lined with iron so they don't decompose anywhere near as quickly
0: as a normal person would. So they can be stuffed and put on the mantel place in 10 years? I guess.
1: I mean, have you ever seen
0: the Buckingham Palace? No. Me neither. I guess maybe. On the crown. (laughs) 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 That's a good show. I like it. It is a good show. Anyways. This week... On our True Crime Tuesday episode, we're talking about Linda Hazard. Have you ever heard of this no. story before?
1: <laughs> oh, Only in okay. looking at briefly at the notes for this episode. Like, just the name in the notes.
0: To make sure that I had done it?
1: No, to get something else from some other episode. Like Uh-oh. the sources or something.
0: Here's the tea, listeners. We've been trying to record this episode for like three weeks (laughs) a long time and we've set dates and then i've just not been ready shrimp is very busy right now
1: she's um got a full-time job full-time school full-time boyfriend
0: you know and i'm like moving in the process of i don't live in my own house i am a squatter (laughs) <laughs> so there's just a lot going on but we're here now we're here and we're ready Yay.
1: and we haven't just wasted five minutes talking about nothing so
0: only three <laughs> okay before we get into the story though we do have to do some self-promotion of course follow us on instagram at sinister sisters Email us at SinisterSistersPod at gmail.com Fill in the Case Request form On Instagram bio Or in the Instagram bio And the uh, episode description Hell yeah It says Case Request But if you want to request something For Whatever your pseudonym is Yes Cat For whatever cat cat is doing (laughs) Then you do that too cool Heck content yeah. warnings for today's episode is medical neglect this is our second second mm. episode on a medical profession, yep. which is kind of concerning that we're what 13 <sighs> episodes in and two of them are about medical professionals
1: yeah. yeah anyway
0: so medical neglect and abuse um disordered eating patterns and like talking about like stuff to do with eating and Food and stuff. Okay. No mentions of calories, though, I don't think. Um, and then, obviously, murder. This Classic. is true crime. So, Linda Laura Hazard was born as Linda Laura Burfield in Carver, Minnesota. She was one of eight children of Susanna Neal and Montgomery Burfield- She um was born, and I don't actually don't know when she was born, but she was practicing medicine in 1908. So she was like Mm. born in the 1800s at some point. Old timey. Yes, she's old timey. She has no medical or had no medical degree, but there was a loophole in the state of Washington that allowed people to be grandfathered in by practitioners of alternate medicine. Very suspicious, and I'm sure it's not a thing anymore, but... And I also couldn't find any information about what the loophole actually was. So. Mm. It's probably just part of Washington's history that they don't want us to know. (laughs) So, she had no medical degree. She had no medical, um... Like, formal medical training. But she was licensed to practice medicine. And... She studied under a doctor named Edward Hooker-Dewey, who was um, well-known at the time and was well-known for believing in the benefits of fasting, foreshadowing, Mm -hmm. perhaps.
1: Classic. A little bit of intimate fasting. A little Mm -hmm. bit of not eating breakfast and calling Mm -hmm. it health choices. Hmm. Hell yeah.
0: Um. So there's not really much that's, like, known about her, like, younger years. Actually, there's nothing at all that's known about her young years, because she, they didn't care in the 1800s, and she was <laughs> as, nobody, you know? As we established
1: we took, a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, so people were just vibing, like, being born and dying left, right, and center, and nobody cared. Crazy. Crazy. And so I don't know anything about her until she starts practicing medicine. Um, she starts practicing medicine under this Edward Hooker guy, Edward Hooker Dewey, who is an actual medical doctor, was an actual medical doctor. Um, but what she did was developed these fasting methods that she claimed was a cure all for literally everything because it ridded the body of toxins that caused imbalances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds Hell like yeah. um maybe a little spicy, but this sounds like. The young living
1: people. Oh my god, yeah. Actually, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. freely the banana girl, but whatever yeah, the freaking name. That is. too. Freely but I think she's banana. a carnivore now. So there's that. Is I she? think I heard that. I heard that, yeah. I could be lying, but.
0: I know that there's another, sh- her YouTube channel was called Raw Alignment. Elise. She was a, like a high raw vegan or whatever they're called. And then now she went carnival. Like it's just <laughs> one eating disorder to another, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um so over the course of her career, she wrote three books about what she claimed to be the science oh. behind fasting and how it could cure diseases. She was like spreading this to people. Hmm. Um she was well known in washington for like purporting this to be like something that you could do and not die okay so taking it to new levels she wasn't happy with just books and notoriety she established a sanitarium which she called wilderness heights which was located in olala washington where patients fasted for days, weeks, or months on a diet that consisted of only small amounts of tomatoes, asparagus juice, and occasionally orange juice. What the fuck? Yeah. She, like, Loki was not feeding them.
1: No, none of that was food. That was all liquids.
0: <laughs> yes. And- well,
1: tomatoes are food, I guess, but. Fuck.
0: Yes, but we'll get into it. A lot of it was strained tomato soup. So, still a liquid. <sighs> Fuck. I mean, we sit on our pedestals of modern medicine and, you know, understanding what the body is. But True. people were just dying. We talked about this in that episode, too, that people just died of the st- stomach flu (laughs) and it was just regular. So I can see why people would if it worked for them like I I can see why they would think that maybe because probably if you said to someone from the 1800s we're gonna put radiation in your body and it's gonna kill you of or put you into remission they'd been like
1: bitch bitch. (laughs) it's your alien pow pow away from me
0: Yes, Bitch. so I'm not an oven um <laughs> <laughs> so did they some people ovens in the eighteen hundreds or did
1: they just have open flames?
0: Well, they had ovens, but like if she was practicing medicine in the like early nineteen hundreds, she would have been like born in the later part of the eighteen hundreds, so they had like stoves right that you put fires mm. in.
1: So it's just an unopened flame. A yeah, it's a, flame, it's an
0: enclosed <laughs> flame, and also maybe this is like a very. Um, I remember watching a documentary about, like it was on YouTube. It was about hazards in the home in a- the eighteen hundreds, and when mm. they first put fires in stoves inside, people just died from <laughs> carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh. Because they didn't vent them. Because that was never an issue outside, right?
1: <laughs> Dude, I,
0: I never thought of that.
1: Fuck, that sucks.
0: Yeah, people just and that's,
1: do be dying in the 1800s. That's
0: yeah, nicks. and that's when chimneys were invented. Hmm. Thank fuck for that.
1: Wild that that was something you had to invent. Oh. I know.
0: <laughs> the 1800s Anyways.
1: slander is back. <laughs>
0: fuck the 1800s honestly who gives a shit no one from the 1800s (laughs) is alive now true probably so
1: no that was like 200 years ago dude
0: oh dude i can't count
1: 1820 was over 200 years ago is that fucked
0: (laughs) well i mean tying into your personal episode of this of this week um, there are people that believe that the royal family in Britain, um, drink the blood of the young <laughs> to keep themselves alive. As you do. <laughs> so but maybe like, they're just zombies or vampires or whatever, just chilling in Windsor Castle. Well, like truly,
1: though, the Queen and Prince Philip were not that old. Like they were old. Lots of people don't live to be in their late nineties, but it's not uncommon for people to live.
0: Yeah, and they would have had, like, the best doctors and very nutritious food, and... Yeah. You know. Anyways, some people obviously publicly endorsed Hazard's methods, but dozens of people did die under her care. She claimed that the deceased had succumbed to undisclosed and previously undiagnosed illnesses such as cancer and cirrhosis of the liver. Ah. Her opponents claimed that they all died of starvation... And local residents in Olala, which is fun to say,
1: uh, I like referred that. to
0: the sanitarium as Starvation Heights because she called it Wilderness Heights. Oof. So this is about murder, but there's also a lot of um like conspiracy surrounding this woman. That um, I mean, we'll get into it, but there was well, we won't get into this, but we'll get into one of them. But the other one, <laughs> the other conspiracy, is her uh, Linda Hazards career basically ended when her sanitarium burned down in 1930, like 1935 it burned down and when people from the town were like on this this the site of the sanitarium they found a body that had been buried outside that had been shot in the head and the conspiracy theory was that this dude that was found shot dead was threatening to expose linda hazard's practices because i should have mentioned this at the beginning but she didn't let the people who were staying there right or leave
1: like ever so,
0: as long as they were paying hmm. <laughs> they were given like a six-week treatment right so they would leave after six weeks they yeah. pay for a six-week treatment if they were there for six weeks, they were in that house for six weeks. They didn't go on day outings to the park or whatever. Uh, okay. And they okay. weren't allowed to write letters. And any letters that came to her patients, she took and read before she gave them to her patients. And so if it was something that she didn't deem to be acceptable, she wouldn't give them to her patients. She mean. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah starvation heights so in 1912 two wealthy british sisters it's odds, baby we're wealthy british sisters <laughs> 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 i don't we're know we... we're not the wealthy kind though are we no, no
1: we're not a posh
0: no we're very not
1: we're very um, chavs
0: yeah speak for yourself bruv i'm not a chav <laughs> i'm road Anyways, <laughs> in 1912, two wealthy British sister, sis, two wealthy British sisters, attended Hazard Sanitarium and underwent her treatments. So basically, people would like reach out to her and be like, "I'm suffering with ghouls in my blood," and she'd be like, "Yeah, you have to starve for the next six weeks." Because that was a thing. That was a like a diagnosis in maybe not the 1800s, but a long time ago. It was ghouls in your blood or demons in your blood or something, and it was treated with cocaine.
1: Oh, a Mm partay.
0: A (laughs) partay to get the demons out of your blood.
1: Wow. Um,
0: So, yeah, they'd go to, like, and she'd say, you need six weeks of this. She also um, gave them days-long enemas. That was a very common... um, Yeah, a very common treatment, quote-unquote, that Linda Hazard doled out, and that just exacerbated everything because, like, you're animized for, like, literally three days. There's nothing in your body anymore. That's insane. Yeah, it's insane. What the shit? So, it was suspected that one of these sisters managed to smuggle a telegram out of the house to alert their governess of what was happening. Unfortunately, the governess lived in Australia, so by the time she arrived to rescue the girls, oh, no. one of them was already dead. Her name was Claire Williamson, and this was the victim that got Linda Hazard on trial. So, in mm. 1912, she was convicted of manslaughter for the death of Claire who weighed less than 50 pounds when she died. And this is a grown woman. Like, it is the 1800s, so beauty standards are different. Like, there was less, like, obesity, whatever. And they were rich people. But 50 pounds?
1: That's, like, what a child weighs. A small, small child.
0: A small child, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dorothea, who was Claire's sister... Um, she was the one who was able to get the telegram out, and probably, and she testified at Linda Hazard's um, trial. Oh. But she weighed less than 60 pounds at this point. Yeah. Yeah. At the trial, it was Fuck. proven that Linda Hazard had forged Claire's will and stolen most of her money and valuables. So, this is the second conspiracy theory because. Her tr- Linda Hazard's treatments were quite expensive for the time, and so the T is that she might have been catering to more expen or wealthier clients that would come, she would kill them, and she would take their money and life insurance and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so it's believed that Linda Hazard did this for most of her victims, and m- women very often. Um, do kill for monetary gain not a lot of female serial killers kill just for the violence of it it's like i want your money or you wronged me kind of thing you know
1: right right
0: yeah so she was sentenced to okay to two to twenty years in prison for manslaughter which she served in Washington State Penitentiary in Walla Walla. (laughs) Walla Walla, Washington. She was released on parole on December 26th in 1915 after serving two years. And the following year, which was 1916, she was given a full pardon by Governor Ernest Lister. I don't know why she was pardoned, Another conspiracy theory is that he believed in her medicine and so wanted to like get her out of being in prison.
1: That's insane.
0: Yes. After this, her and her husband then moved to New Zealand, where she practiced as a dietitian and osteopath until nineteen twenty. A dietitian.
1: Great. Emphasis on it- the
0: die. <laughs> uh. Oh, no. <laughs> it gets worse. In 1920, oh. she returned to Olala, where she opened a new sanitarium and continued to supervise fasts until the sanitarium burned to the ground in 1935. This was coined as a like a wellness center or like a health whatever. It wasn't a sanitarium because she had lost her medical license at this point and she was not able to get it back. So she couldn't purport to be a doctor anymore because she wasn't. Mm. And so she couldn't offer treatments. She could offer like packages or like experiences. You know, like alternate health stuff, but not doctory. Like a spa. Yeah, kind of. spa. Yeah, pretty much. Some... Poetic justice, however, is that Mm. Hazard herself died in 1938 of starvation while attempting a Ah. fasting cure. Love that. Um, So to go back a little bit, in 1910, on March 28th, someone named Earl Edward Erdman died of starvation in the Seattle General Hospital. He had been a patient of Hazard's and kept a diary of what he was fed. Oh um, wow. M- most of this consisted I have it here. Most of it consisted of um like oranges. <laughs> so it says that on um February 1st, he saw Dr. Hazard and began treatment on this date, no breakfast, mashed soup dinner, and mashed soup for supper. But what is mashed soup? I think it probably means like what we would consider blended.
1: So uh, like yeah, like yeah, a okay. creamy
0: soup. Because we also mm-hmm. have February 9th through 11th, one orange for breakfast and strained soup for dinner and strained soup for supper.
1: So broth.
0: Broth, basically, yeah. Flavoured water.
1: Okay. Flavoured yeah, water. That'll, that'll keep you alive for sure.
0: Um, February 17th, ate three oranges today. For a grown-up... Three oranges,
1: like an orange a- is a, like one one navel orange or like two mandarin oranges is like a snack. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: And so because he was in this uh, journal, he was taking note of what he was eating, but also how he was feeling, which is oh cool, really. Good for him. Well, it's kind of sad actually because well he is talking about how February sixteenth slept better last night head quite dizzy, eyes yellow, streaked, and red. Mm-hmm. And then he called on a doctor um, on February 19th, but didn't say, like, what really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, February 20th, dizzy all day. Uh, February 21st, backache today just below the ribs. And then he starts talking about how he's not sleeping and that he has a bunch of headaches, that his heart rate is up to 95 beats a minute and he's sweating profusely sleeping very well pain below ribs did not sleep so very well Friday night pain in right side just below ribs in the back this is February 26th pain in the night ate one and a half cups tomato broth at 10.45am ate two and a half pump small oranges at 4.30pm felt better afternoon than for the last week and that is what he ate and was feeling until he died on... Oh, no. ...March 28th. Yeah. I was rooting for him. Yes, unfortunately, he did die. But his journal was used posthumously to kind of, like, really get a grasp on what she was actually doing in that place.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, yes. all in all... She's only ever, she's never been convicted of murder. She was only ever convicted Mm -hmm. of manslaughter and it was overturned. So technically that doesn't count anymore. But all in all, 17 deaths have been attributed to Linda Hazard from 1908 to 1912. um, And then her own in 1938. So. At least there's that. Like, I don't wish death on people, but at least she died in the way that she was killing people. Yeah. Yeah. That was horrible. Yeah.
1: I don't know why this seems like so much worse than like a gory murder. But.
0: I think maybe because um she was trusted. Yeah. And I don't know, there was a lot of like we think a lot of like fear, I think in the 1800s. Like you didn't Really, like you could die from the stomach flu. You didn't. Yeah. At least now you can be like, oh, I don't feel very well. I can go to the hospital. They're gonna do what they can. There is a strong chance that I will survive whatever this is. But in yeah. the eighteen hundreds, there was a lot of fear. I would think I wasn't alive. That <laughs> you just be dead. You know that's true, that and I think. True. It's gross because Linda Hazard capitalized on that, and she profited from that. Yeah. Yeah. That is my story. Well, thank thank you. you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Kat's taking a singing class. Singing for dance or something. I am. It's a six
1: week course so maybe I should like record myself singing on like this weekend and then see how much better I get over six weeks.
0: Go on then. Give us a tune.
1: (laughs) Tell me why every song I've ever known blanked (laughs) from my head. Gone
0: thank you for tuning in to sinister sisters on this true crime tuesday and listening to me shrimp talk for 20 minutes or something like that with no breaks and no breaths because i am the most talented woman that has ever ever lived and i do so good (laughs) thank you sometimes you have to be your own cheerleader (laughs) bye
1: bye